0: Rural Focus. Hello, it is Troy Stockton with another Rural Focus podcast. Hopefully your day going along nicely. Hopefully your harvest is starting to pick up steam as well. We know here in WA anyway, and I'm sure plenty of uh, farmers on the east coast are certainly talking about uh, moisture. Uh, still some moist conditions here in WA as well. And it is sort of leaning towards a slower grain intake. And I'm sure that's the same. Uh, probably right around the country at the moment. But anyway, hopefully it's going along nicely for you. Uh, Very soon, how did the two-day sale at Mount Barker, the Mount Barker Cattle Sale Go? Well, we'll find out very soon from nutrient livestock, the one, the only Harry Carroll. He'll join us. And, well, I wanted to ask this question this morning. Is it time to bring back local manufacturing? Maybe this gentleman might help us out. Stu McKenzie, hello there to you. Good morning, Troy. Good morning, listeners. How are we all today? Uh, question for you to kick it off today. Is it time to bring back local manufacturing, mate?
1: Absolutely. I mean, where do we need to start? <laughs> um, we were actually having this conversation the other day. We, Everything that we produce here in Australia, we tend to send off, sure, to have it manufactured, to buy it back. Mm. Where once upon a time, we had the capacity... For, for everything here. But it's our labour costs which have pushed it pushed it almost out of reach. And I think once we start to rein some of that back in, we might actually start getting somewhere with the, the local manufacturing side of things. It is interesting, though. So when we were in Melbourne not long ago, we went through the Ram remanufacturing plant. Now... When they when they do the left to right hand drive conversion on the Rams and the and the, the Silverados over there, there's, like in the Ram, there's 640 new parts, and they are all Australian made. So we have the capacity. Do we have the drive and ambition to do it? And I guess that's the million dollar question. We've got the capacity here in Australia to manufacture cars, to manufacture components and everything else, and even when it comes to milking our own our own steel, but we tend to send it all offshore. So. I think it's well and truly time that we have a look at this and and start to bring a focus back to Australian production.
0: We should have more or less stayed with it, really, shouldn't we? Or is it just the red tape that,
1: Yeah, in a way? I I think it's red tape. Yeah, Okay. Red tape and politics, they seem to be the two things that drive most things nowadays. Uh, And obviously, industrial action at the moment, this needs to stop. Let's just calm the farm. Let's just work on what we need to do. We don't need industrial action. We don't need strikes. We don't need any of this. I understand that there's pay disputes and there's industry disputes, but surely industrial action on the scale that we're starting to see it doesn't need to continue. I think we just need to be able to sit down at the round table and have an open discussion and come up with an agreement that suits everybody rather than round after round after round of industrial action.
0: Have we lost the ability to be, say, self-reliant in any way?
1: Yeah, I think we're on it. If we're not careful, we're going to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, looking at energy energy pricing now. You know, the cost of coal. When you when you start when you let government dictate the price of coal, the price of gas, manufacturing is going to go down, and local mines will close. And we're already seeing it. the the two The two coal mines at at Tully they're due to shut in twenty thirty or whatever it is because they've been told no. You can't sell it for that much. You've got to sell it for this much. So, you know, I think coal, they're trying to cap at $125 a tonne, where they've got to market for $250 a tonne. So that's half of what they can make. Well, that's going to have an impact on wages. It's going to have an impact on, on people getting employed. Gas at $12 a kilojoule now or megajoule when, you know, they're being told, no, you can only sell it for nine. When when government steps in and goes, no, this is this is the market and this is how much you're going to get paid for it, I think there's a real issue starting to happen back here. And if they can't see it turning into the, the, the monster that it's going to be, mm. I think a lot of our politicians need a, need a you know clip over the ears and say, yeah, hey, wake yeah. up. You can't limit the ability of a company to make money.
0: So, uh, yes. Is it time to bring back local manufacturing? Let us know. Have your say today, 133353, the telephone number. Harvest, uh, of course, uh, across most parts around WA, but, uh, well, some moist conditions Stu, uh lead to uh, slower grain intakes.
1: Yeah, I guess this is why dryers were invented. And There's a lot of growers, particularly down... Esperance and Geraldton and in our higher rainfall zones that have had drying facilities on farms for a long time so they can get going when they need to get going. Uh, You know, fowlers down at at Esperance, they do it really, really well. Nothing leaves the farm until it's been through the dryer. But what that allows them to do is it allows them to clean it so they get the grade they need, the moisture, delivered at the right moisture, and they can just stockpile it and just deliver it as, as, as required. So I guess innovation... Uh, has driven that particularly in Esmonds and Geraldton but I think with the moisture that's around okay we've got a week worth of fine weather now I think it's about time that we started to look at these other on-farm expenses and possibly start installing more drys and storage on farm which is then going to ease the pressure on CBH from Bungie and the rest of it as well and I know I've been pretty critical of CBH this year sorry not sorry but I think there's things that we can do on farm as well to help limit or help kind of moderate the stress that CDH get put under. Half of CDH's issue has been been boats and all the rest of it. So yeah look certainly if we have to go harvesting uh, and, and moisture is high we need a way to dry it otherwise we're blending it and I think you know that's got a whole set of risks if we don't send it through a dryer and a cleaner thirst. Let's
0: uh, see so where Pickering's have uh, sold their stud, mate.
1: Yeah, so Sue, Sue and Scott Pickering, Pyramid and uh, Dravel down in Cascade and Experts, they've sold their, their ewes off to Luke Ledworth at Condale. So, and as I was reading this morning uh, in the Bible, it says their <laughs> sale possibly happened a little bit quicker than they anticipated, but it had been on the cards for a while. As they reduce their farming enterprise, to start slowing down. Mm. Um, I think this is a fantastic pickup by, by Luke and the team at, at Collinbell. You know, Scott and Sue's brand has been well-known for a long, long time, and they have certainly got a bloodline and uh, a line of genetics there, which is fantastic. So to the Leadwith family, fantastic on the purchase, and uh, good luck to to Sue and Scott in their future ventures moving
0: forward. Mate, a a local fertiliser cost, are they unlikely to fall any time soon? This is a conversation
1: that we're having weekly at the moment. You've got the the big guns saying it's going to come down, and then you've got others saying that it's not. So I, I guess a lot of it's going to come back to when it's actually on the boat, that's the price you're going to pay. You know, I, I'm still an advocate for locking things away early because although we've got the big guys out there saying, hey, look, phosphate, there'll be plenty around. There's not too much of a supply issue. I think by the time we actually get there, we may end up with a bottleneck. So, I'm, I mean, personally, from, an, from a supply point of view, I'd prefer to have things locked away and delivered early rather than locked away and delivered late. You know, no one needs to be in a position where seeding 2023 is ready to go and you don't have compound on farm. So, yeah, I don't know what the cost is going to do. Some days it's higher than others and then it comes back five or six bucks a ton. So I think it's still a lock it in while you can, but get that, get that price guarantee from the suppliers about the best information and the best advice I can give.
0: Anything else before I do let you
1: get on out and about today, mate? Yeah, so there's two things. So we had a planning meeting yesterday for WA Country for hockey for for next year. So I managed the the 40s that we took to Gold Coast and we had a pretty good result. So we had a planning meeting yesterday. So for any potential coaches and managers, the 35s, 40s, 45s, 50s, 55s, 60s, 65s, 70s and above, we're putting the call out to coaches and managers in January and then player nominations will also come out in January. So if if that's something that you think you might be interested, interested in, drop me a line on 0448. 810376, and let's have a chat. Um, I'm looking after training and recruitment for WA Country for 2023, and we'd love to hear from you. And then the last thing, Troy, is obviously this this segment on a Monday, um, as fun as it has been, it doesn't happen unless a lot of people say yes to me actually doing it. So, (laughs) so number one, a massive thanks to yourself and the rest of the team there at Triple M and Rural Focus for having me on a Monday. But then the second one is my employer, uh, or employers over the last couple of years have been very... uh, very kind in allowing me to do to do this because sometimes I get told off and sometimes they say you possibly shouldn't have said that. You know, I spent some time with Simon Staines and the and the uh, the team at Staines Machinery, which is now Macintosh investment. So, Simon, if you're listening, mate, I know you've started a new venture in Perth. So, a massive thanks to to, to yourself. And obviously now in in this back in the fertilisers, basically hybrid ag, So, Tom Tom Rowe and the team. At, um, at Hybrid Ag in Victoria, which we're now opening here in WA. Um, a massive thanks to, to those guys as well. And obviously my partner, Sarah, um, long-suffering, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> had to put up with a fair bit of commentary. So, look, I just wanted to say thanks to not only to to our listeners who feed me information and, and ask me, hey, look, can you talk about this? It's just a big thank you and a Merry Christmas and, and a safe and happy New Year from myself and, and Sarah and, and certainly the team at Hybrid Ag. Um, and we look forward to talking to you all again in
0: January. Yeah, that we most certainly do. No, thank you for coming on every every Monday, mate, or, or whenever you can uh, during the week. But been a pleasure as always, and we look forward to keep the chats going in twenty twenty three, mate.
1: Yeah, look, and uh, look, twenty twenty three is shaping up to be uh, a big year. So, and uh, so, look, we'll, we'll be talking a lot more about hockey. <laughs> uh, we'll be talking a lot more about politics, a lot more about CBH, no doubt. But from a, from a work point of view, a hybrid ag, a shameless plug here, um, we've purchased a block of land with some sheds in, in Albany and we, uh, we will have our liquid manufacturing facility up and running by the end of January. So January is going to be a busy month, but we've got a lot of, a lot of products sold uh, and committed. So now we need to produce it and get it out there. So uh, watch this space. But yeah, once again, thanks for having us. And um, to yourself and your family, Troy, uh, and the rest of the team, at, um, we'll focus on Triple M. Stay safe over the Christmas break, and we'll, we'll look forward to talking to you again soon.
0: That you will, mate. Uh, you too. Uh, have a good Chrissy and a good New Year with you and the family, mate. And as I said, we'll uh,
1: speak to you in 2023. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, listeners. Have a great week. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.
0: Stay safe on your roads.
2: The following interview on the Rural Focus podcast is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available.
0: Let's find out and see how things went at Barker last week, shall we? From Nutrient Livestock, Harry Carroll. Good morning, mate.
2: Good morning, Troy. and morning, listeners.
0: How did you go there uh, of the two-day sale last Thursday and Friday, mate?
2: last Thursday. Troy, yeah, a total of 1,826, so two big weeks of numbers uh, in the last couple. Um, yeah, Nutrient Livestock had 930 of that total, so pretty good yarding again. Quality-wise, outstanding again. The, the wieners down th- this part of the world this year are sensational. it uh, been a great year, and they are plenty of weight, plenty of condition, and uh, and just, yeah, in, in real good heart. The 380-kilo uh, steer wieners, These sold from 378 to 438 cents a kilo. Would have averaged 430, and they've just slightly slightly. slightly dearer than than last market. The 330 to 380 kilo uh, Wiener steers, these were also dearer by more, but 450 to 516 cents and would have averaged 480 in a really good market for those. 280 to 330 kilo Wiener steers, 480 cents to 572 would have averaged 530. And the lighter steers under 280 kilos, Probably more like under 300 kilos were 5.42 to 5.88 cents a kilo. They were noticeably dearer, but a much better quality offering of those than we had the previous week. Now weaner heifers, these are in better numbers and uh, and a good yarding of those um, with a bit of weight. 380 kilo plus weaner heifers, 3.72 to 422 cents a kilo would have averaged 4.10. They were 10 cents dearer. 330 to 380 kilo weaner heifers, 400 to 536 cents. 440 average, they were up by 30. And 280 to 330 kilo wiener heifers, 420 to 496 cents a kilo, would have averaged mid 400s there. And the lighter heifers, uh, back to the graziers, 440 to 478 cents a kilo. So, pretty solid market uh, last week, Troy, um, across the board. All
0: right. Uh, back to do it all again Thursday, Friday, mate. Yeah, we had our
2: trade sale last Friday, Troy, of yeah. course. Look, there was only 400 cattle in there. Um, Reasonably mixed quality yarding of of cattle of all categories, but yearling steers and heifers uh, were all weights. They were in good numbers and a a fairly reasonable yarding of cows. The overall market was pretty tough. Six to seven hundred kilos steers sold from 300 to 310 cents. Beef steers under 500 kilos, these sold to feeders at 320 to 428 cents. Heavy boning room heifers, these made from 290 to 330, with heifers under 540 kilos, these going back to feeders at uh, 300 to 320 cents a kilo. Heavy prime cows, these were a little bit easier again, and they sold from sort of 190 to 220 cents a kilo. Medium cows, 210 to 220 cents a kilo, and not very many light cows of any significance were there on the Friday. Heavy bulls, 220 to 230 cents a kilo, pretty much covered those, and that wrapped up the two days.
0: All right. As we said, uh, back to it, of course, uh, Thursday and Friday this week, mate.
2: Yeah, absolutely. This is the last before uh, the break. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, Thursday and Friday this week, our last two days, well, our last sales uh, for this calendar year and we come back in the, the first week of January.
0: Okay, and I say, seeing this will be the last time that we chat for 2022, mate, uh, thank you for uh, your great work uh, throughout the year. Merry Christmas to you and the family, mate, and Happy New Year, and hopefully we can chat again in 2023.
2: Yeah, thank you, Troy, and to all our listeners out there, and there must be a few out there because they tell me <laughs> that they hear it, so uh, which is a comfort, and um, <laughs> uh, and to all those and uh, everybody in the, in the farming and rural business, uh, have a great New Year, safe New Year, and to you, Troy, and or your family, uh, the very same, the very same. And it's been a good year. Thoroughly enjoyed
0: it. Yeah, it th- certainly has, mate. And as I said, do look forward to uh, chilling with you again in the new year. Stay safe, mate. Do my very best, Troy, and you too. Yeah, it has been uh, a great year catching up with Harry Carroll from Nutrient Livestock, who's uh, brought us all the updates of what has happened, a part of the Mount Barker cattle sales. And yeah, hopefully the next couple go quite nicely as well. It has been a bit of a mixed bag, hasn't it, for uh, the cattle Throughout 2022. That is it for me. Hey, don't forget about the Photo Comp Your Harvest Picture competition up at the website. Take a photo of your harvest. And of course, this upcoming Friday, we'll be announcing the winner of that a $500 voucher to go and spend at the wonderful team at the Honda shop in Midland, now called Powerhouse. They do do wonderful things, not just for the metro area, but across regional WA. So if you're on the harvester, you're in the chaser bin, you're in the ute, take a photo of your harvest and post it up at the website right now, au. I've been Troy Stockton. I look forward to bringing you another Rural Focus podcast right here on the Lister app very soon.